first understanding what a sex slump is. Like if you're in a sex slump, what does that mean? And what does it mean to not be in one? Does it mean you're having sex daily? Does it mean you're having sex once a month? Does it mean you have someone to talk to who you're flirtatious with that could potentially lead to sex? What is the opposite of that slump? And then ask yourself, all right, what's the first thing I need to do to get closer to the opposite of this slump? Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back. Today's episode is me answering some more of your questions from Instagram when I told you to ask me a sex question. I always get a lot of them. When I get a lot I and I can only answer a bunch on IG, I pop on over here and make an episode answering more. So hopefully these answers give you some insight. I'm going to try to go fast with each one of them. So it's just going to be a general raw unfiltered answer and I hope it helps you. Before I dive into these, don't forget to register for the DE masterclass. This is my masterclass. I'll be I'll be teaching you how to overcome delayed ejaculation and my process that I have taught clients to do this. So definitely sign up for this as soon as possible because it's coming up. It's on November 8th, um, which is a Tuesday, coming up pretty soon. But um, even if you can't make it live, you can still have access to the recording afterwards. So register anyway. Can't wait to see you there. Can't wait to help you if you're struggling with delayed ejaculation. So let's go through some of these questions. All right. First question. Where do I find the masturbation meditation? All right. So this is, this is a question I got a few times. So I'm going to answer this and get it out of the way. Um, This is my audio recording that is going to help you be more present during sex. So it is not yet for sale, but it will be this week. And it's going to help you understand where you want your mind to be during sex so that you're not getting distracted, you're not getting anxious, and you're more familiar with your arousal and you're more in tune with your body. Because if you use this meditation audio more than you use uh, porn, it's going to start training you and programming your mind to be more in your body and in the experience you want versus just mindlessly watching something and jerking off really quickly. So the intention is to get you more present and more into your own body. And you can find this meditation on my website in the next few days for sure. It will be up there at stephaniegonowski.com. But um, until then, just make sure that you um, find me on Instagram and I will be updating you guys this weekend on that. And in the future, you'll be able to find it pretty easily wherever I sell my offers. So always check out my Instagram 
at Steph Ganowski and my website at stephanieganowski.com. All right. Um, next question. How do I help my wife with a history of TMJ to relieve those symptoms to enjoy giving me head more? So this is a great question. I think that if you can find a way for her to use less of her jaw, um, in fact, I know because uh, I used to struggle with TMJ, you can you can teach her how you like to be jerked off. Um, you can you can tell her to do more, maybe sucking on the tip of your head. Um, this way, it's not she's not having to to keep her mouth open for long amounts of time going down your shaft. So for her to focus on the tip more, for her to use her hand more, for her to, um, to, to maybe like lick you in areas down there, maybe like lick your balls, suck on your balls, like do other things that create a great, um, a great like giving head process for you <laughs> and experience for you and also for her so that she feels like all right I don't have to feel awkward I don't have to feel like my jaw's gonna lock out and um and you can both enjoy it a lot more so be sure to train her you know like help ask yourself like okay what feels good to me how do I like jerking off and how can I help like train my train my wife to replicate that in ways that are minimal for her having to keep my whole dick in her mouth for a long time. You know what I mean? So there's always ways around it. I think you could start there and yeah, that should help. All right. Um, next question. My partner considers herself asexual while I consider myself hypersexual. Any advice? Um, this is really interesting. It's, it's interesting to see how people who are sexually incompatible end up together. Um, in this way and maybe it was sudden because often I mean once and occasionally there are um, partners who all of a sudden just don't want to have sex anymore and it kind of came out of the blue and you're like whoa where did this come from Um, so this is a incompatibility issue so you have to figure out if there's any way around this which could look like you finding sex elsewhere and asking your communicating with your partner if that's okay even asking your partner what do you, what do you think I should do being that I have this high sex drive and you're now telling me or you're telling me that you're asexual like what do you think we should we should do here like how should we go about this and taking it from that from that place of not blaming but but using the word we and focusing on how are we going to handle the fact that you're asexual and I'm hypersexual. So I think that's a great place is to talk about it first and use the term we. And that way you, you're not blaming each other. You're trying to figure it out together, right? Okay. Um, my girlfriend doesn't want premarital sex. Only foreplay is allowed, but I can't control after foreplay. It's been two years. Wow, okay. When are you putting a ring on it? <laughs> um, no, I would never say push marriage in order to get sex. Um, that was a joke, but um, this is tough. Yeah, I would, I would definitely ask yourself if it's even worth going through with the foreplay, if it's getting you to the point where you can't control yourself because you don't want to put your girlfriend in danger because of your lack of control 
and danger meaning physical danger you know sexual danger emotional danger whatever the case may be um so i think it's important for you to have a conversation and say hey this is becoming really hard for me um it's i don't feel like it's it's right to do this to my body or it's it's fair and we either have to pull back altogether on the foreplay or um, I'm wondering if there's any way that we can maybe move forward without having actual um, sex in terms of like penetration, like maybe there are other things she's comfortable doing. So once again, communication, have a talk about it. All right, next. Um, I'm in a sex slump. How do I get out of it? So a lot of you guys are in sex slumps and I would say first get clear on um, first understanding what a sex slump is. Like if you're in a sex slump, what does that mean? And what does it mean to not be in one? Does it mean you're having sex daily? Does it mean you're having sex once a month? Does it mean you have someone to talk to who you're flirtatious with that could potentially lead to sex? What is the opposite of that slump? And then ask yourself, all right, what's the first thing I need to do to get closer to the opposite of this lump? Do I need to get myself back on dating apps? Do I need to ask friends to hook me up with, with single, single girls that they know? Um, do I need to maybe be more familiar sexually in my own body? You know, maybe you haven't masturbated in a while. Maybe that's part of it. There's like a sexual insecurity because of lack of even touching yourself or experiencing, experimenting with yourself, which is surprisingly very common. You know, if you guys aren't masturbating and you're not feeling good in your body sexually, it's going to feel even more awkward approaching women out and about and trying to create sexual relationships. It's kind of like it, it kind of like creates that sensual feeling in us when we experiment with ourselves and it makes us feel like our, our, our sexuality, like being expressed, you know, it's easier to express. It's easier to, to come across flirtatious. Um, so yeah, if you haven't been feeling that, then you, you might want to start there, you know, start with yourself but get clear on those definitions of like what you're actually trying to do, what you're trying to, where you're trying to go. All right. Is it normal to have a high sex drive? I hear sex lasts less than 20 minutes. My girlfriend and I average three hours plus. Wow. Okay. That's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time. And that's awesome. You know, if you guys have three plus hours for sex, amazing. And, um, and yeah, the, the average amount of sex is definitely under 20 minutes, probably including foreplay closer to like 30, 20 to 30 minutes. But, but it's totally normal and fine to have a high sex drive, you know, as long as you're with a partner who can reciprocate with that and, and you guys can meet on the same page, then awesome. All right, next. Can a threesome work if one party is just doing it for the benefit of the other? Ooh. Um, it can, but most likely will it work? And first, let's define work. I would say um, 
for a threesome to work would mean for a threesome to be a pleasurable experience at the end of the day, right? Once it's done. Um, a memorable, pleasurable experience. And I don't think that if, I personally don't think if one partner is, I don't know. I mean, there there's partners where it's like, all right, like this isn't like really my thing, but I know that you really want it. So let's just do it for you. And then there's the partner that's like, Ugh, I really don't want to do this. Like, I'm afraid of you cheating on me after this. I'm afraid that I won't be attractive to you anymore or that you won't pay attention to me during the threesome. And, uh, but okay, I guess I'll do it for you. You know, one person is calm and confident. The other person is anxious and worried. So I would say a threesome can work if you have that com- the confident, calm person going into it who maybe it's not for them, it's for you, and they like get it and they're cool with it. But if you have that anxious partner who you know, you feel it in your gut, they're not cool with it, and they're really worried and there's all this hesitancy, then most likely it will create some resentment, it will create upset. Um, It just is not the best idea if you can't get your partner confident in going in with it and being okay. So definitely talk to your partner and really listen to your partner to make sure you you have that proper gut reaction to, to what they're saying. All right, next question. Why can't I finish during sex, but I can finish during masturbation? Um, this is most likely due to anxiety um, with a partner. So... If you can finish, no problem. You know, this is delayed ejaculation, so definitely register for the masterclass. It will def- it will help you. I'm going to give you specific tools to practice. But, but yeah, this is partner anxiety and feeling like you're on the spot, feeling like you have to perform a certain way, or just being obsessed with, with her and not really being in your body. So... There's a few things that psychologically cause this to happen and then create this anxiety in your body of like a nervousness to to let go and and just go with it. So check out the masterclass. It's going to be great. It's called the DE Masterclass. You could find the link in the description of the show. All right, next. Um... My wife doesn't like to give BJs because she says she has a hard time breathing. Any tips? So it sounds like she's just not relaxed. And a lot of women get nervous and tense up because they fear they fear gagging, they fear throwing up on your dick, <laughs> they fear choking. Um, they, they fear the cum explosion and them not being able to handle it. So when that happens and then when there's these fears of like, or I have to be sexy while at the same time not throw up, (laughs) you know, um, which is very understandable. It's, it can, it will tense up her throat when she has this, these anxieties. So when you tense up your throat, it's very hard to relax and actually breathe, right? So it sounds like she's just very tense and anxious she's not very relaxed and what a lot of guys do is they will like they'll face fuck or they'll push her head or they'll tell her to go faster when she's just physically not ready to do those things 
So if you can encourage her to go really slow and like I mentioned with the other answer, like focus more on using her hand and using using her tongue more, maybe spitting on your dick more, being able to take breaks so that it's not just a constant dick down her throat, you know? Um, so that might be a good place to start because you want her to relax so that she can breathe and she can actually enjoy it because otherwise she's not going to like inaction that keeps her from breathing and keeps her tense, right? And I think this is why a lot of women steer away from from BJ's, but it's it's in your guys's control to guide her and tell her, "Hey, like try to do this." Or, "Oh, I love when you just lick the head, you know, and then go back into it." Saying little things like that will give her direction and guidance. All right. Um next one do you feel poly couples can have healthier sexual relationships due to open communication i mean i think that i think that um everyone can have healthier sexual relationships due to open communication you know not just poly couples i feel poly couples have to have even more communication because they have an extra person in their relationship. So that's why it takes that much more effort on the communication side because of another person or multiple people. But but every relationship benefits from open communication. So, yeah. Okay, next question. How can I help my wife regain her confidence about herself to have sex again after putting weight back? Okay, this is tough. Um, so I would say first of all, and this is a tip I've been giving to a lot of guys recently who who tell me things like this, is if she's telling you, oh, I feel so fat, I feel so gross, Try your best not to say, babe, you don't feel gross. You sound ridiculous. Like, stop saying that. Stop. You're beautiful. Because even if that, even if that's coming from a good place, which I'm sure it is, if you were to say that to her, right? Because you want her to feel better and, and you really do think she's beautiful and sexy, regardless of the weight a lot of the time. Um, so I would encourage you to not say those things, but to actually listen to her and say, and say really like or say like I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, oh babe, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um you know, why do you think you why do you think you feel so overweight? Like I don't like you know, like you're, you're working on it. Let's work on it together. You know, can I do anything to help you? And that's coming from more of a place of hearing her out versus just shutting her down. Because for you to say like, no, you're not that fat or like you're still beautiful. She's not believing that right now. So it's just that's that message is going over her head. It's not helping. It's actually shutting her off. It's telling her I'm not listening to you. If you were really listening to her, you would acknowledge what she's actually saying. And that will help build trust between, you know, within your relationship. And when there's trust built and there's emotional connection um, that's that's very strong, she will she will eventually come back to you sexually a lot sooner than if you're shutting her down about these insecurities. So 
Number one thing is listen to her and respond as though you're actually hearing her out. Um, and another thing is when she gives herself a little compliment. Like if she's like, oh, I feel good today. Just encourage that too. You know, saying things like, like, oh, I'm glad you're feeling good. Like, what do you think? What do you think has you feeling good today? You know, and get familiar with what makes her feel good at this stage in her life. Because, because there's a reason why she feels good. So if you can figure that out and you can work with that, um, it, it just gives you more information as to what makes her feel confident. So that's, I'm not like a, I'm not an expert on this side of things, but I, as a woman, that's, that's what I would prefer and what I've seen work well for guys who talk their women through these body insecurities. Um, okay. How can I, ooh, this is interesting. How can I tell my girlfriend I don't like all the yelling she does during sex? Hmm. Um, all right. Well, so the first thing that comes to mind is, um, if you have a relationship that's where you are dominant, um, you can easily play the role of covering her mouth, um, or putting like a ball gag in her mouth or buying a ball gag. (laughs) Just be like, babe, I got this toy. (laughs) I thought you would really like it. Um, No, I mean, she may really like it and it may kill two birds with one stone. Um, But I think that maybe asking her, like after you have sex, maybe asking her um, if if she's always been that loud. Like, oh, I could like, I feel like you're really... Like, I know you're really vocal during bed. Like, does that make it feel better? Like, when you scream? And just ask the question and see what, find out why she's doing it. Because you might be surprised. She may be like, oh, well, I thought that turned you on. And then you could be like, well, not necessarily. Like, like no, it's not like really, it's not really my thing. Like, I love having sex with you, but like the screaming's not, like, I really enjoy our sex when it's a little more quiet. But like but it's okay that you're loud. You know, you're going in with that, that honesty and opening up a conversation around it, but, but just communicating so you can be curious and actually hear what's going on. So I would start there. I would literally just talk to her about it next time you have sex afterwards. It's the best time to talk about things, guys, right after the magic happens. All right, next one. Um... How many times a week of masturbation for men will be good? What is your advice? All right, this is like the question of the year. And it's really up to you guys. I know guys who masturbate every day and they feel great. I know guys who masturbate twice a week, they feel great. Once a week and all is well. Um, Masturbation cannot hurt you. It is healthy for you. There are so many health benefits to it. So it's really just a matter of what works for you. And do that. So that's that's my advice on that. That's where that's where I'm. That's where I am in terms of masturbation. All right. I love like respectful. I love like uh, (laughs) 
intrusive questions that are worded respectfully, like this one. Have you ever had a threesome? Sorry, just curious. Thanks for all you do. (laughs) All right, I'm not going to answer personal stuff. Um... Any suggestions on libido supplements for my wife? Uh, I would suggest um, VitaFlux for Women by Permescent. And you could reach out to me for a discount code. Um, email me too at info at stephaniegonowski.com. All right, next question. I've tried anal sex with my wife, and now that's all she wants is anal. I'm wondering if this is normal. Because <laughs> she really liked it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just said I wasn't going to get personal, but but anal, anal can put you in like, I don't know. I know that like multiple women who have experimented with it and then really enjoy it and wanted to keep it going, especially because if you do it occasionally, then you have to keep stretching yourself. So once you're, once you're doing it consistently, it it tends to feel better. So she may notice it actually feeling better and better. And that's why she wants to keep doing it. So I would ask her though, I would say, Hey, like, I realize you've been really into the anal. Like, is there, is it feeling better and better for you? And what do you think about maybe doing every other time or maybe going back to vaginal? Like, where are you at? <laughs> you know, just ask her. Ask her why. Um, girlfriend will not touch herself during sex. Asking, asking what she wants results in figure it out. All right, that's not fair. I really can't stand it when when women expect guys to just know what they want. <laughs> like and and I really do think it's it comes from this place of of women just not knowing themselves enough sexually and they really don't know what they want, so they want you to figure it out and there's no way you can know her body more than she knows her body. So um I would I would respond to her and say, hey, like, I can't know your body better than you do. And you you got to experiment yourself with yourself a little bit in order to tell me what you like, because every, every woman's different. You know, I just want to pleasure you in the best way, but I got to know what you like in order to do that. So um, why don't we try it together? You know, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll touch you together and see see what speed you like, see what pressure you like, see if you need a lube, see if you like toys, and we'll just figure it out together. What? It, how does that sound? All right, next question. Is it normal to fantasize about my wife being intimate with the woman she cheated on me with? Oh, shit. Wow. Um... I I mean it's not abnormal. It's not abnormal. It's a very it's a very interesting situation, right? It's it's very different and just due to the novelty and the shock, 
is probably creating like I'm sure is what's helping create that arousal, right? It's when you see, like, just as when you see something new in porn, it's like this shocking newness where you're like, fuck, this is hot. Like, wow. Um, so I think that may also be a way for you to cope with what happened so that you can sexualize it instead of feel feeling, um, negative emotions around it. So it could also be a coping mechanism. So I would say, I would say it's normal you know, I don't think that's abnormal at all. It's just a matter of, do you want to keep fantasizing about that? And if you don't, how can you shut your mind off from going into that thought deeper when you start thinking about it? All right, next question. We tried having sex for the first time. I couldn't keep my erection consistent. Is that a problem? Um... I mean, it's a problem if you wanted your erection to be hard, right? If you wanted to keep it. So that's how I define problem. It's coming coming within one minute isn't necessarily a problem unless you wanted to last longer than one minute. Then it's a problem. So, so yeah, if you wanted to keep an erection consistent and you weren't able to, that's a problem. So I would say that it's it's not that crazy being that it was your first time there are probably a lot of nerves um you were nervous maybe a little anxious maybe a little unsure of yourself unsure of what she was feeling or thinking or if she was comfortable so the first time can definitely create some some nervousness that can that can for certain like shut down an erection so i would say that's on the normal side for happening the first time just due to the emotional overwhelm of the experience, psychological overwhelm. But but if this continues to happen, then you you definitely want to look into it a little further. All right. How do I get my girlfriend to lock my cock in a chastity cage? All right. Um, I have never I've never worked with anyone who wanted their cock in a chastity cage. But my advice to you would be would be to if she's if she has no idea you want this, my advice would be to think of the baby step version of a chastity cage. Like um would it would it like would that be her maybe like holding your cock in her hands tightly um would it be something else like is there something that that isn't as overwhelming as just going straight to cage if she's not used to that so i'm just assuming she's not used to it you know what i mean and in that case you want to start off a little slow so that she's not overwhelmed by your desire or your request so I would say start with a baby step, figure out what that is and start there and see how she reacts. And then if she reacts well, open up and tell her that, that your ultimate desire is to get a cage and see what she thinks about that. All right. Next question. Um, 
I could not get hard for someone I was not attracted to. Why? I normally work just fine. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's pretty obvious. Like, if you're, if you're not attracted to someone, it's hard for the body and brain to connect on the arousal level. You know, and then you may just shut down. And there are guys who don't have to be attracted at all, and they could be completely hard, but some of you guys, it just doesn't work like that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that seems pretty obvious. Um, Yeah, the body-brain connection was not there in terms of arousal. All right. Is it wrong to use toys and the real thing at the same time? Or is it a porn thing? No. No, I think using toys as an additional, um, as like an add-on to the real thing is, is great. It's awesome. Use all the toys you want. Do what feels good to you. Do what feels good for your partner. You know, if that's only toys, awesome. If that's no toys, cool. What do you guys want to do? All right. All right. How can you control yourself instead of getting too excited? Um, this one I answered on IG, and I think a lot of you can benefit from this quick tip, which is just slow down your breathing. Start controlling your breath, and that will start controlling the, the level of relaxation you have in your body so that you can shut off that fight-or-flight response. All right, so look up some breathing exercises and start noticing your breath during sex. Notice how quickly you probably breathe. And then next time you have it, be intentional about breathing really deep and slow. And you will see and you will feel a difference. Promise you. How kinky is too kinky? That's really up to you. It's whatever you feel comfortable with. It's whatever you and your partner are comfortable with. Are you being safe? Are you being respectful? Do you have a safe word? Are you prepared to handle anything that comes? Are you communicating before sex? As long as all that's happening, I don't think anything is too kinky. Um... Also, it should be legal, too. Let me stress that. Um, Man, a lot of questions about me having a threesome. (laughs) With all of your knowledge, are you incredible in bed? Oh, my goodness. Um, No, I mean... Only if I understand the partner I'm with. 
you know I think just being incredible in bed has to do with the connection you have with with the person and I don't think we all just naturally have connections with people with everyone right so I don't think it's possible to be an incredible incredible in bed with with anyone just because you know things you know because chemistry is a whole different ball game you can't learn chemistry you have it or you don't so I think with my partner it's incredible but that's because we're both in on it and we both communicate around it not because I have knowledge you know um Can casual sex be damaging to sensitive people? I think you you need to know what you're getting yourself into. And I think it I mean it depends what you mean by sensitive, but I I don't think certain people can handle it as well as other people can because of insecurities, because of lack of understanding lack of communication um yeah i just think lack of boundaries you have to really go in to casual sex setting boundaries for yourself and telling yourself that hey like here are the expectations of me being with this person i don't expect them to date me i don't expect them to be loving to me and am i okay with that or do I need that in order to have sex and feel good? And you have to be real with yourself because if that's not okay with you, don't do it. You're going to create a poor relationship with sex. If you feel like you can handle that and you could be fine with that and it will work for you in your lifestyle and you could keep the boundaries that you set, awesome, then do it. Then it will work for you. And sometimes it's a matter of trial and error too. Sometimes you have to give it a try and if you're like, oh man, like I'm just having a hard time doing this, then maybe pull back and get out of that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Best positions for female orgasms. So most important point is that the majority of women need clitoral stimulation in order to orgasm. of women need clitoral stimulation to orgasm. So with that being said, the positions best for female orgasms would be um, doggy because of the ability for deep penetration and also her being able to just keep her hand right on her clit very easily. Um, Cowgirl is another good one because she's able to be in control of the speed be in control of where her clit is against you. Um, She also has easy access to put a toy against her. So that works great. I would say another one would be her on her stomach. She may have to squeeze her hand in there, but for you to be going at her from behind or on top of her while she's on her stomach is, um, is also a great one. And... Yeah, I would say those those along with your head between your legs. <laughs> and um, another one I mentioned was her laying on her back with a pillow under her is really good 
um, for deep penetration. And yeah, feels great in the G spot. Um, let's see. All right, I'm going to do one more. Oh my God, I have so many questions. I have so many. Uh, <laughs> I have like 50 more questions. <laughs> I'm going to do one more. Let's see. I'm awkward and I sense it being a turnoff when I initiate. Tips to be less in my head about everything. Okay. So you're not alone. Um, and if you're feeling awkward initiating, I that tells me that you're not communicating enough with your partner and there's not enough conversation around sex, flirtation, sexual appeal, connection, because that's when sex gets really awkward, when we lose that type of connection with our person. Um, or when you don't build it in the first place, even casually. Like if you don't have a person and you're initiating sex with someone you met recently, the reason why you feel awkward about it is because there's not enough flirtation built up in that relationship dynamic. So so you want to, I would say to ask yourself, um, what can I do to, to um, connect on a deeper level with this person? And it could be going for a long walk and asking them, you know, some deep questions. Look up the questions. I always talk about this, but they're really great questions. 36 questions to love. Um, I think that's what it's called. It's Psychology Today article. Check it out. That's a good place to ask questions to your partner to build connection. But when it comes to you feeling anxious in bed, then and getting out of your head around sex, I have a course called Overcoming Sexual Performance Anxiety. So that's more so around sex itself and not necessarily initiating, but if you're feeling anxious around sex itself, that could be a great course for you. So um, I would also, thirdly, I would also encourage you to not tell yourself that you're awkward. You know, maybe right now it is a turnoff because you feel awkward and you're like, I know she's feeling it because I'm feeling it. But you want to re-identify with your with yourself. Like put it like, don't label yourself awkward. You know, like how do you want to feel? If you were sexy, if you were feeling sexy, like let's just change that sentence. I'm sexy, and when I initiate with her, I. You know what would you say or do if you actually felt like a sexy guy? So think about that. Like what would be different? And that at least gives you a, a focus point and some direction. Because if you just tell yourself, I'm awkward, and she senses it, this sucks, it's you hitting a dead end again and again and again. Versus, all right, what if I was sexy? How would that feel? How would I approach her differently? What would I say differently? What would I do differently? What would I practice differently? How would I talk to her differently or flirt with her differently or touch her differently, smile at her, wink at her? Like, what would be different if you identified as the type of guy you want to be sexually? 
All right, guys. So hopefully that helps. I'm going to actually, I'm going to save this for another episode because there's just so many freaking good questions. And um, yeah, it'd be great to answer a bunch more. So I hope that was helpful. Don't forget to register for the DE Masterclass if you're experiencing delayed ejaculation. And this is you not being able to ejaculate after quite a bit of time. If you feel like it goes way too long and you're still unable to ejaculate and and maybe you don't at all, but maybe it takes like a half an hour to an hour and you feel like you have no control to make it sooner when you want, then that's delayed ejaculation. Register for the masterclass. I'd love to help you. Link is in description. So that's it. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. Talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.